Welcome to Radio Rehab. I'm your host, Dana. If you'd like to contact us, it's Radio Rehab at GoToProductions.com. You can call or text 415-496-9511 on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It's at Radio Rehab Dana. You can also go to Radio Dot rehab. Today is our last day with my guest co-host for the week, Greg Baldwin, and it's been an awesome week. Today, our topic is moment of clarity, that moment when you know everything's over and you've got to make a different choice. Welcome to Radio Rehab. Here's your host, Dana Keys. here in studio with Greg Baldwin and um, this is our last chat of the week. I want to hear about how you got clean and sober. Like, what, what was your moment of clarity? The end of the road. So, I'll tell you one. I, I don't tell this story a lot because it sounds pretty out there, but um, you know, I used to work for CBS Radio and I used to record, they used to have me record uh, commercials and promos. I'd voice them. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, I had, had I had I I lost everything and uh, I was you know an active meth user, and I lost everything and I was um, I couldn't stop using you know and I just I couldn't stop getting high, and this thought came to me one night it was like out of the blue like it it's hard to explain it like wasn't even like a thought of my own, and the thought was, you can't stop using because you can't get pleasure. And I'm like, without getting high. And I'm like, well, and it was like this weird thought, like I can't get pleasure. It's the, it's like, it wasn't even like a thought of my, it was just weird. It's hard to explain it. And like, it was the moment of clarity. I'm like, that's it. I can't get pleasure. That's, that's why uh, I can't, you know, I can't get clean. I woke up the next morning. It was the first thing I thought about. And I'm like, that's it. You know, that's why I can't stop using. I got in my car and I was driving down uh, the road and I tur- turned on to the radio to one of the radio stations I used to work for. And my voice came on the radio for a promo I had recorded. And it said, wouldn't it be great if K-Fox played a bunch of songs that started with the letter S? And the Rolling Stones, I Can't Get No Satisfaction came on. And I was like, oh my God. Like that is, you know, and uh, I mean, it really happened. And I was like, that was like my moment of clarity. I'm like, I, I need help. You know, I need help. And that was like my higher powers way of being, you know, of like saying, hey, you know, you need help. And, uh, and that was the point that I, I still kept using, of course, but that yeah, was the point that my mind, my mindset started shifting into, um, I need help. And I think that was the start of my being willing, you know, the, the willingness that came to me. Right. Going, I can't do that. There's your voice almost telling you that you can't do this anymore. Yeah. Your voice at another time in your life. I had, I had a similar thing when I, when I got sober, I called, I was loaded and I went to go meet a dealer and I somehow went, I can't do this anymore. I was mm-hmm. completely, I like wasted, barely remember any of this. And I called the cops on myself and I said, if somebody doesn't come here, I'm going to kill myself. Like I'm dying. So they came and I can't believe because the, the car was running and there was an open bottle in it and I was crashed out and they knocked on the window and they go, do you need help? And I said, yes, please help me. Somehow I didn't get arrested wow. and they took me to the hospital and it's like somehow something inside of me knew that I needed to quit yeah. more than I was willing. And I, they had me hooked up to fluids for like 12 hours. Wow. And then when I finally got out, got out I drank. You know, uh-huh. but I still, I, that was the end. That was, that was the, the very end, yeah. end of it. Yeah, where I was like, I, I couldn't feel good anymore. Yeah. Like, it just wasn't working. I was just, you know, drinking to make the voices stop. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it takes what it takes, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm, it's, uh, my last using was, um, I 
I got arrested. I mean, part of, also, I ran out of money. I had nowhere to live. Uh, I was looking at jail time if I didn't get clean. I gave like five dirty tests. And so they gave me the option of I, uh, the rehab or jail. And they said, one more dirty test, you're, you're going to do some time. And so I had, I ran out. I had nowhere to go. I was backed into a corner. So I agreed to go to rehab. So I actually, I went online and I found this place. Um, uh, it's called the Comeback Treatment Center. They're out of business now, but it was called the Comeback Treatment Center. And it was in uh, Southern California and Anaheim. And I always wanted to follow my dreams to be an actor. And so I figured I'd go to rehab there and, and just live down there. And so uh, it had like people holding hands on the beach and uh, and like walking on the sand and stuff. I'm like, yeah, I want to go to rehab at the beach, right? Yeah. So <laughs> I I actually, uh, so I went and got some math and I was using it and I was I got so high, I misplaced it. And so I went back to the dealer and I got another bag of math. And so I was getting on the plane on Monday and um, I wa- and right before I get I was getting on the plane, I found the other bag of math. So I'm like, I got two bags of meth, so I can't go to meth. I can't go to rehab yet. So yep. I got to the airport and I was going to change my ticket, and my and uh, and I left my bags at the uh, that the court a curb, and I said, listen, here's my flight. Don't put, don't. I'm going to change my ticket. But my dad made me go in, and he watched me get my boarding pass. So I ended up getting on the flight, but my bags didn't show up. And so my brother's picking me up down in Southern California, and he's like, where's your bags? And I'm like, they didn't show up. So he gave me a ride to rehab, and so we're driving. It's in Anaheim, and it's like that we're going down this, like in the hood, in the ghetto, and, and like down the seedy alley. And my brother's like, What kind of rehab are you going to? And I'm like, I don't know. I, th- I thought it was at the beach. <laughs> and he's like, No, there ain't no, f- there ain't no freaking beach around here. And I'm like, Oh my God. So we went into this beat up house, into the rehab, and, uh, it turns out you go to the beach after you get out of rehab. Oh, <laughs> That's it, so good the, thing they promote that yeah, on the website. Yeah. Cause <laughs> but I walked in in there, and then so we're sitting there with my brother, the counselor, and we're sitting around, and uh, and they made me empty my pockets. And then I had like $160 cash, and I emptied my pockets. And he's like, oh, you can't keep the money. And I had planned to leave. And, my, and I'm like, I need the money. And they're like, what? And I'm like, I need the money. And they're like, why do you need the money? And I'm like, I got to pay a drug dealer. And they're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> so they took the counselor, took the money and he put it in this envelope. And, uh, and then my brother laughed and I'm like, oh, I forgot to tell him something. So I ran back where the envelope was, grabbed the envelope and I just ran and I took off. And, uh, so I called the rehab to tell him I'm not coming back until tomorrow. And they're like, we already called your brother and, uh, they all know. And so all of a sudden I'm like, okay, whatever. So I, I'm walking, I hear this. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, somebody's in trouble. And I look, it's my brother, right? Oh, no. And he's chasing me in, in, in his truck. And then he caught me and he finally, and he was going to take me back to rehab. I finally let him, con- convinced him to let me go. And I actually bust and trained to LA and got a hotel, used the rest of the math. And then I bust and trained back the next day. And that was on February 13th of 2007. And I've been clean ever since. Oh, wow. That was the place then. Yeah. So my, I, Yeah. My, so it doesn't really matter what treatment center it is. It's no. just when you're ready. When you're ready. Yeah. yeah. I went through, I've been in 14 treatment centers. What? 14? <laughs> yeah. um, my dad got sober when I was 10 years old. He's one of us. And, um, that basically they started trying to throw the the mattress you know down so I wouldn't hit bottom too hard when I was 16 I was wow. like um when I was 16 I had been doing meth for like a year and a half straight and um it was like summer in between high school years my parents put me in rehab and it's like I they kept being like I kept going back to rehab because it was like I wanted my stuff back. My parents would take my car. My parents would hold something over my head. Or I was losing this relationship and I needed to look like I was serious about it. It was like always for the wrong reason. And then by the time, by this time, the time it was the end, I was just done. 
Wow. I was like, it, it could have been any rehab. It could have been no rehab. Yeah. It was just a detox with a doctor who happened to have 32 years. Yeah. When it, when you're ready, you're ready. Exactly. Well, it's been so nice having you on the sh- having you on the show, Greg. Thank you so yeah, much. Thank you so much. I'm, it's been an honor and a pleasure, and it's been it's just incredible to be so clean and sober. And congratulations. It to is you. congratulations to both of us. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks to you for listening. Thanks to Greg Baldwin for being on the show this week. If you'd like to hear more from Greg, you can find his podcast at secondchances.tv. If you like what you hear on Radio Rehab, please like, subscribe, and rate us. It'd be the greatest gift you could possibly give to the show. Next week, my guest co-host for the week will be Tracy from Massachusetts. I'll see you then. Keep coming back. Sex and drugs and rock and roll Is all my brain and body need Sex and drugs and rock and roll